Hello and welcome to the Horror House Podcast. I'm Dave. I'm Chris. We're two dudes that like to talk about horror from movies to real life. This week in the Horror House, we're talking about none other than Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. Dave! No Corey here. No hack-ass David Gordon Green either. Here we are. Let's talk about it. <laughs> this is... I called him a hack. We, Starting off, I went Chris, strong. We, we have... I know, I got you, man. We've <laughs> talked about how much we personally love anthologies. And that's what this was supposed to be. This was supposed to be an anthology series. And I even heard somewhere, uh, a kill count, I, um, that the original intent was that with each full-length movie in this anthology series, if a character or a theme really struck a chord with audiences, that they would spin off from this. Right, I've read that as well. So, um, but I mean, it's hard to argue that Michael Myers did not resonate with audiences. I mean, he yeah, he, he was stood tr- strong, strong enough to survive two Rob Zombie remakes, <laughs> strong enough to survive three the thorn, the cult of. Um, oh yes, yes, Michael Myers, strong enough to to withstand Corey. Maybe. Well, well, time will tell, I guess, on that. Right? We're not even a year removed yet from that that business. Uh, which honestly, I didn't even hate. I didn't even hate it, but uh, I understand why some people would. <laughs> but I mean, I didn't hate it, but I'm, doesn't mean I'm not going to shit on it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it deserves what it gets. Um, um, but it's, I mean, it's its brilliant marketing. Because now if they come out again with a new, hey, let's do this all over again. We're going to do a new trilogy sequel to the first one. Maybe, maybe people jump on board or maybe you just say, hey, you know, it is what it is. We're bringing back a new Michael Myers movie. It It's... Same universe, different universe. Who knows? Who cares? Play fast and loose with the rules, a la uh, DC, and and see what you get. Yeah. And um, I think if it's if it if you make now a traditional Michael Myers, people will love it just because Corey was so polarizing. Yeah, I think I honestly I think it has to rest for a. Five years, maybe not quite five years. It needs a couple years at least to before you can get that comeback where you get that trailer and see just a glimpse of of the shape again, acting as the shape. And I think that'll just bags of money, bags of money, which I'm afraid is is the entire goal. Which is, come on, guys, put some put some art on it, man. If only Chris, there was a podcast that explored the case for making money versus making art. Um, but who? But who, hmm. Dave? Who would who would uh, do such a thing? Who would? And how would the man uh, try to keep them down uh, four seasons later? <laughs> uh, oh, Chris, I got an idea. It's us, and Spotify's the man trying to keep us down. Fuck Spotify, people. Go out there and follow us on Spotify. Listen to us on Spotify. <laughs> but fuck Spotify! <laughs> Uh, we're not having problems. We're having, I don't know. We're figuring it out. Uh, but 
yeah, we're changing things again four or five episodes into the season. You know. But we're going to keep doing what we do, which is talk about fucking horror movies, which is what God intended. Um, or Michael, or Carpenter, whoever. Somebody intended it. And so shall we do. Um, but yeah, just share us around, man. It would help us a whole lot. Um, and with that, I guess... Do you want to do an ad and then we'll come back and we'll talk about a movie that is not maybe at the time it was as hated as Corey and Halloween ends potentially maybe more. Um, it's, it's certainly possible. It's gotten a lot of hate over the years, but also it has a cult following. Yeah. Um, I was a little young when this came out, so. I was still incubating. I was right on the verge. <laughs> I looked at the year because I was thinking of the masks. I'm like, to get this out of the way real quick, I'm like, man, those masks, I wouldn't have went for any of them. Like, I don't want to be a pumpkin or a witch or a, or a skull. Like, where's the, where's the Transformers, bro? Where's the fucking uh, G.I. Joe? Uh, none of those shows were, were quite there yet. Um, or those cartoons, rather, the 80s versions. So, but also, I myself was um, just a few months, just a few months out from getting here. Well, so. I mean, you asked for Transformers, but when did the Transformers first come out? Uh, G1 said 84? Yeah. And, oh. and then G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, the, like the 80s version. I mean, I guess you had, you know, G.I. Joe before that, but like the, the meaty G.I. Joe for me is, is that. And that wasn't until 83, I want to say. I looked them up earlier, I, but they, they, none of them quite hit. But I mean, there's so many other things. Would you have war? Or not, not even war, but would you have wanted any of these masks as a kid? Oh, yeah. Really? Compared to what we had in 82? Yeah, man, we had, we still had... Just the plastic. Those like, plastic yeah. fucking... And then the sheet. Tried to reshape your face. <laughs> uncomfortable as fuck. Can't see it out of it. Lucky you don't get hit by a car. Watch out. The Satanists are going to grab you. Fucking tiny little slit. I hold. Can't breathe masks. Right. That's fair. That's fair. But I mean, so, yeah. I mean, okay. So next question. I know I'm skipping past the ad right now, but whatever. Uh, if you had to pick one of the three, which of the three would you pick? As a kid, or even now, whatever. As, as a kid, I definitely would have gone skull. Um, but I was thinking about this the other day as as I was looking at them and. Uh, last year, Halloween, I did see the silver shamrock versions of these masks out on the shelves, and they are cool as fuck. And, I mean, I, you know, the witch is pretty fucking dope, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're not bad. I feel like, man, give us, give me a robot. I, I mean, if there had been a robot variant or like a, like a He-Man, oh. like some kind of fantasy-based thing, I'd probably been more into it, but... I feel like part of me 
probably as a kid. Now I feel like I'd go more skull, but as a kid, I th I feel like I'd have went more pumpkin, which is weird. I don't know why. Um, uh, uh, orange is a is always been one of my favorite colors. It's your sister's absolute favorite color. She it's one me of the main it. colors of my was. high school. I I had a pair of bright neon orange Chuck Taylors back in the day. Uh, oh. Eighth grade basketball. I I the whole season I wore those. So um, there you so go. Maybe I, maybe, but I I think I think I would have gone to, skull back in the day. But then you wouldn't have matched the Chucks, dude. Yeah, yeah. There's that too. There, I, so. It's something to think about. But I was curious. Um, all right. Let us know on our socials. You know what they are. Uh, what you would have picked if you were a kid. What you would pick now. Uh, let us know, uh, and we'll be right back to talk about Halloween motherfucking three. First thing is Tom Atkins fucks a lot in this movie. <laughs> Um, any, anything and one and anyone and anything, I mean, he just is laying it down, probably fueled by his rampant alcoholism. I mean, it, it's, I don't know what to, to make of the whole thing. I mean, he is really, I mean, he's a divorced, I assume divorced, maybe they're just estranged, but I assume divorced dad, doctor dad, um, that, uh, ends up taking the weight of the world on his shoulders uh, in this whole ordeal. But uh, he's hero, Dr. Dad. You know, he's got to get to the bottom of this whole investigation and figure out what's really going on. Uh, but in, in the midst of all this, he's flirting with this lady. He's fucking that one. Like, Tommy, you yeah, kill You me. can't tell me he's not throwing down with that coroner or assistant coroner. What a... Oh, dude, the redhead? The, yeah. the pre-Susan Snyder redhead? Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm married. Ladies, I'm married. But listen, if it was 1982 over again, just saying. When you weren't born yet. When I wasn't alive. <laughs> no, but Tommy Atkins was a player, and there's no argument. Um and as you were saying, what was the age difference between him and uh, and Ellie? Is her name Ellie? I think it's Ellie. Ellie, yep. So um, the actual actor, actress, uh, Tom and Stacy, she was 23 years old when, the, when this film was filmed, and they were 24 years different. Whew. Lord, that's some Lord that's mercy. some real Robin the Cradle right there. I'm just I, and, really honestly, I'm more shocked that he was that old then. Yeah, Which, I mean, he didn't look that old. I meant I really meant to do some research by asking um, your sister, uh, the some some ladies, like, okay. You were around in the early '80s. Was this one passed for a hot dude? I was in the '80s. Yeah, the the I dad bod was more prevalent back like, then, or something. Is he handsome? I, I mean, I can't judge. I'm not. It's not fair for me to judge. I mean, Chris. but I uh, another man can look at another man and be like, "Yeah, you." I could, I could see you, uh, um, getting some work. <laughs> but I mean, when it comes to Tommy Atkins. Uh, that's what I, I mean. We're friends. I'm gonna pretend, and that's what I can call him. 
legally, uh, but he's not what I would say conventionally. He's no Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we're talking 82, right? So, I mean, he was getting yeah. some work then. So, I mean, they're like, let's, let's, okay. So we have we've got Tommy Atkins coming in. Let's put, let's, we're going to pair him with this, this young lady right here. They're going to have yeah. a couple different sex scenes in this movie. Um, also he's going to have pretend, you know, like slight relationships with these other ones because he's a stud. Is he's, he? Is he? I don't know. Let us know. He, he must be. He, he must, must be. be. Yeah. It, so one of the creepy things about his sex scene with Ellie is, I believe they're on round two when he finally decides to ask how old she was. Yes. Yes. So, but you know, I forgot uh, to ask you. It's like, hold yeah. on, creeper. Slow, <laughs> slow down. What yeah, am I watching? Yeah. Come on, Tom. And Ellie is cute. Ellie is cute. And there were plenty of opportunities to have Booby without like a drawn out Tom Atkins breastfeeding scene. I, I, so, I mean, I agreed. <laughs> you know, um, um, to move to move on past sexy Atkins, I mean, Tommy Atkins, sorry. Whew. So, Ellie, you know who she reminds me of? And. And not even in a passing way, and it's not something I even really ever thought of until watching it this time. She reminds me a lot of uh, Nancy Wheeler, Natalia Dr- Dyer from Stranger Things. And there's, okay. there's a couple, okay. uh, a thing or two she wears in this that gives strong Stranger Things vibes. Like when they're like out doing their like shenanigans, you know, like the, mm-hmm. the kids in the 80s or whatever, you know. But, uh, is is Four that a connection? It, it, it certainly feels like, like I, it could be. To me, I mean, she she makes poor choices. So apparently, females <laughs> in the eighties made poor choices. Instead of going to the police when you think somebody has plotted and murdered your dad in mysterious circumstances, you just find the local doctor at the local watering hole getting drunk in the middle of the day. Yeah, buy him a six pack for the road, and then uh, you know, <laughs> investigate yourself. <laughs> But I, there was, like, she had some kind of, I don't know if it was a scar. I forget the exact outfit. I don't usually put the outfits in my notes, but there was something like some kind of red scarf deal she had going on. I'm like, Nancy Willer, to a T. I um, didn't think of that, but you but you saying that is, um, is spot on. And, you know, I've always credited Stranger Things for really getting actual 80s aesthetic right. Yeah. I like agree. not not what the internet thinks the eighties look like, but what the eighties really look like in small town Indiana. So yeah. Indiana represent. We can we can say that. Um and since since we're on on the cast, uh Dan O I pronounced it what I felt like was correctly before we started the show, but now for, I'm for very oh O'Hurley. Say it again. O'Hurley, O'Hurley, that dude. I think it is. I think you pronounce it quicker. Dan O'Hurley, O'Hurley. Yeah, it scares me to death to try to pronounce it uh, because it's there's letters where I'm not used to them being lined up. Anyways, uh, of course, being the RoboCop stand that I am, I know him as the old man, the old the old man OCP. Dick, you're fired. That guy. Um. 
However, I didn't realize, and I'm going to bring it up, even though we've already talked about it. He was the the brown alien, very prosthetically, completely head made up alien dude, Grig, in The Last Starfighter, which blew my mind. Did you already know this or is this new to you? I, I, I did know that. Um, I feel like I'm the last person yeah. to know. Nobody told me. It's amazing. But I, I don't know how long ago. I didn't know it for a long time. But I mean, th- I've... I, I legit watch Season of the Witch once a year, at least. Really? I mean, I, so. he is... I mean, up there with Tommy Atkins, I mean, he's a close second for me. I, I really love him in this. He's... To me, he is like... Uh, a, it, not the best like evil like head of a fucking weird cult organization thing going on but he's up there i I really like the way he explained what was going on it just i believed his bullshit and uh, you know he he, he's very believable when he's taking him on the tour and he's kind of smiling uh can we see the finalization why won't you show me the finalization I can't show you that because of uh, volatile, volatile chemicals. chemicals. Yes. It's, yep. I'm like, mwah. I love it. Yep. But I, I also liked at the end when um, Tom dumps the little things, trinkets down on the scientists and kills all the robot scientists. Robots. Uh, spoiler alert. There's robots in this. There um, they is. But I, I like when he looks up at him in the rafters and sees him and he just gives him that little, like golf clap like you got that one he starts a slow clap but it's almost like uh dan doesn't quite like it's it's not new it's not new enough in his it's too new a concept for him to to really understand so they're like okay so a slow clap dan you start off slow and it becomes a regular clap and he's like oh i've got it i've got it and he he claps two claps and then claps normal it's like dan no, actually, never mind. <laughs> we've got more. We've got more shit to shoot. Uh, check the gates. We're done. We're done. We're done here. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, I, I want to go back to the sex for just a moment. One last little thing. Well, two last. One is a really quick observation. Hey, I just got a text from Tommy Atkins. He said, "Don't say little." Oh no! Not absolutely not. Um. Uh, he, Linda is not, you know, there, there's a, a attractive disparity between Dan and Linda. So it's no wonder they got divorced. Uh, but Who, also, um, uh, more, you know, Carpenter, the, the, Carpenter royalty, uh, Nancy yep. Keys. I don't, I'm, yep. I may, uh, yep. but of course was in, was in the OG Halloween. Um, here she is. But, and the OG Halloween stars in this. So, um, yeah. But also, even though Atkins fucks, he's still a man and he still gets dick blinded by Robot Ellie, which we have to bring up this again later, or maybe now's the perfect time. Uh, did they when prepare Robot Ellie in advance? I, I mean, I, so they've been making these fucking robots since 1785. How quick can they turn them out on the lifelike models? Right. Uh, 
that's my question to you as well. Like, was she one the whole time? Did they did they turn her into one uh, I, along the I, way? I, I, I have to think that maybe they turn you into one because otherwise, like, if it was her, if it was a robot all the time, I did think about this. If it's a robot all the time, why would she drag him down there? They could have left him drinking in that bar and just wondering what happened. And not taking any chance to upset Thrill the apple cart. Thrill of the chase, exposed. dude. Thrill of the chase. If I, you don't got I mean, maybe Con- Connell is, um, Connell is a gamesman. Yeah. If you, um, if as evidenced by his lack of an ability to slow clap correctly. <laughs> but, um, I, but I don't think so. I don't think she was. I think they turned her into, you know, she disappeared from the hotel room. And he had to come out the back door, and that's when he goes into the factory. Oh, Tommy ends up Atkins getting captured. Knows about the back so door, I tell you what. Yeah. I mean, Tommy usually is slipping in the back door, <laughs> not out. But um, when he finds her and rescues her, and then they plot to try to slow the scientist down with the little shamrock token things. Right. If she's a robot, why is she allowing him to even do that? I, like, why didn't, what, is she poorly programmed? Does it take a minute for the programming to, like, kick in? Well, you gotta remember, Dave, that one robot sneezed. And he's like, they're super lifelike, right? And you're like, but they but are. True, true. So, I mean, true. I mean. Do the, do the robots have self-lubricating vaginas? That's the true that, question. Tommy Atkins knows. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's the only one who knows, and he's not talking. Oh, man. Uh, um... I don't, I think, I'm just going to uh, uh, give this to you because I don't know. I don't, I, I've tried to think about it, but I've come up to no conclusions. And I feel like what you've come up with is as good as it's going to get as far as that goes. So according to Whorehouse Podcast, Ellie was human, but they turned them roboticized. Right. Into so, robots. and another we talking about OG Halloween for a minute. You brought up Linda or uh-huh. Nancy Keys. We brought up the OG Halloween is in this. The Silver Shamrock Mass make a appearance in the uh, DGG trilogy. So that brings up the possibility that when the Stonehenge zapped Connell Cochran, did he? Go to another dimension? Is he alive in the DGG dimension and creating these masks? Good point. Good, uh, good point. Good, good, uh... It's not, it is absolutely, I cannot take credit for this as an individual, as a, as a, my idea. I have heard this, and it's, it was very intriguing to me. So, and I the mean, last connection that I caught to the, um, OG was... One of the um, robots, the one that tears off uh, Jonathan Terry, a.k.a. Colonel Glover from Return of the Living Dead, the one that tears off his head is God Dick damn Warlock, it, Helen, dude. I don't know. That guy? Yep. <laughs> uh, the, but um, he, he, the, the, one, the robot that tears his head off is Dick Warlock from the original yes. Halloween. Um, who his son, uh, baby warlock was in society that, uh, also another great whorehouse episode that if you've not listened to, you should go check out. 
It all comes back. It all comes it's, back. Man. Time is a flat circle, and so is Horror House. Uh, but we love it that way. Um, but Dick Warlock, unless I'm mistaken, like that assassin that he played, I, he had a he had a couple little uh, scenes in this. Is he not the one that fights Tom Atkins there towards the end, where Tom Atkins yes. puts his hand? Okay. Yep. Yep. And, that's him. I mean, he got some time in this finally without the, without having to be the shape, which is got to feel nice. If, if nothing else, you got to respect, you know, Dicky boy, warlock got, got his, got his old mug on the, on the camera. Finally, wouldn't have to wear that goddamn mask. Like give, give some respect. Why you got to shit on season of the witch so much when, when a Dick warlock over here is just proud to, to be seen. How you can do that to him. Come on, guys. He's just a just a uh, a slow clap for Dick Warlock. He started my... doing stunts <laughs> in 1960. Um, and the yeah. last movie in according to IMDb that he is credited for doing stunts for was the OG Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Really? Wow. This dude has been doing it, man. So good on you, Dick Warlock. He's I, he may be dead now, but good on you, Dick Warlock. <laughs> um, let's go back. Uh, well, no, let, let's just keep let's keep going on down the line. Um, since we're talking about the assassins or whatever whatever you want to call them, um, robots, robots. I, I've, um, yeah, I've called. Feel like I, I've established that to me, like they needed like something else for me. Uh, they're they're to me, and I'm sorry if you uh don't agree, uh, but uh, to me, the assassins, the robots, uh, were boring, they needed something else to them. Like they looked just like regular fucking dudes in suits, and not even like the man in black kind of a way. Like, even looking like that would have helped them a little bit. They just look like they got, like, men's warehouse suits. And it yep. just... Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Like, and then revealing that the robots doesn't do anything for me, it... I, I don't know. This goes into, into more of um, what one of my favorite parts of the movie was, which we'll get into, is the factory uh, making the masks. Uh, but, yeah, the assassins just... I, I like the idea. I think it's there, but I don't think the look of them. Maybe it's just the look I'm I'm stuck on. I, I I've always been confused about the choice to make them robots. Yes, yes, absolutely. I, agree. I mean, why not just be part of the cult? Yeah. Um, the robots, and then in connection, you know, the the masks when the the dials are turned up or whatever, however you want to describe it, you know, and the, the fucking crickets and rattlesnakes start to come out of a child's head. I don't understand. Um, I, are they being teleported into their skull? Is that what's happening? So, I don't, un I don't understand. That is kind of what I think. That is kind of what I think. It's, it's a, it's a little bit of a destructo beam and a little bit of teleportation. I mean, Connell Cochran teleports away. He turns into, like paper first, yeah. Oh, I, but I, I, maybe uh, maybe that's just whatever. something left behind. But um, that's what I think is that it it's teleporting something in. Even um, 
the poor sales, sales lady that uh, gets blasted in the fucking face. Mm-hmm. And her face gets ripped open like a damn Cenobite, and then the bug crawls out, and you know that is um. I it, the I, I think maybe it just teleports the bug in there. I mean, I I don't know what else to explain it as. If they had done Connell Cochran first to show like you get hit with this, this is what happens to you, or not even that. I think they could have shown so much less. They didn't need to show snakes of whatever varieties and crickets and whatever bugs. Um, if they had just started that like kind of ordeal with the kid, um, little buddy, and like you know he's pulling on the mask, and, and then just stop, cut to Tommy Atkins, and let him sell that horror because I think he could have done it, and it would have been like, what is he seeing? You know, like we've talked about, you know. You don't need to show everything. And I feel like that's more than the robots for me. This is a big, like, crickets and snakes. Like, I can go in my backyard and step on both. Like, it doesn't, I'm not that, I mean, if you get there to where you think that they were teleported in there, that's as, you know, that's as good as it can get. But if you don't show anything, you're like, what the fuck is going on? I think I thought it, it was a cool. I thought it was pretty cool. I, I like it. I, I like, like the it. melting I'm not of it, it of the mask. You know when he like throws his hands mm-hmm. up and and you're like they're gonna kill a kid <laughs> on TV. <laughs> wow. Um, but once it starts shitting out bugs and snakes, it loses me every right. time. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like I feel like Tom Atkins could have sold it t- to that. Texas Chainsaw degree where you're like you don't see it but what you're imagining you know like what he's conveying from from emoting that like what he sees could have been like next level like oh my god I can only imagine like what some of the internet could have come up with like what he was seeing uh, but those are uh, that and the robots are my kind of my two two biggest complaints with with the movie um but if i mean if if the if the mask aren't get you there then it, i mean i hate yeah i i like the mask i like the mask i think the robots are a weird choice um because i think it's i think it's scarier if it's just true believers i agree or if the town is all true believers you know, you it that never is hundred percent out there. And then um, old man with a with a with big glasses and a big mustache comes out and says, Excelsior, true believers. Hmm. Anybody? Perfect, perfect. Okay. I'm slow clapping for you, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> um but I, I think it's scarier if it was people and not robots. Yeah. Um I agree. The robots were first designed in 1785. That's how have you not taken over the world by now? They had to wait for uh, the invention of vinyl masks for children. I, I guess right. right. <laughs> uh, it's 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 weird. It's, it's weird as what that is. How um I I need to do some research, Chris, real quick. How big are the Stonehenge? 
stone. Uh, according to Spinal Tap, I think they're about 17 inches. Yeah, I think they're a little bit bigger than that. Spinal Tap might be wrong. So uh, I'll sit down and um, let me explain that to you. 13 feet high. 13 feet. 7 feet wide, weighing around 25 tons. And yet somehow they snuck, stole one, and brought it to America. I liked uh, the cheeky kind of way... Um... Uh, Cochran kind of explained it. He's like, you wouldn't believe what we had to do to get that here. I and bet he smuggled it over in his butt. I very, I mean, with everything else else that they did in this, like, is that out of the realm? I mean, if you can make robots in 1785, life fucking like robots or like that. They glued it to Tommy Atkins' left leg and was like, you know what this is like, and he's like, I do, and then then you know. That's a dick joke for Tom Atkins. For the You're welcome, my friend. For the first time in his life, he was able to walk in a straight line because it balanced out with his <laughs> ginormous dick. I, I was not prepared for the amount of sexual Tom Atkins jokes we were going to do tonight, but I'm oh. there for it. Uh, I'm there for it. But I, I thought I did think that was a was like a cutesy, like a wink to the. I wouldn't say clever audience, but the more there for it like and mm -hmm. scrutinizing it audience of being like you wouldn't believe what we had to go to to get stonehenge here it's like okay like that was enough for me uh, uh, uh take take finish your ride <laughs> i'm there um i i um i i started to tell you before we Started tonight, and I I held off. And this goes back to the very first kill. Okay. Uh, watching this, and I I what I like I said. How how long have I been saying? I I really like Halloween three. I watch it at least once a year. I'd say probably about once a year. I I will get around to it. Um, I like Halloween three. I think it's just insane. Um, <laughs> and but I for this that watching it for the show this week and putting a different attitude in my brain, a different I'm um, looking at it with different eyes. When that first kill happened, where he pulled the chalk block and the car came down and right. maybe smashed the robot for a minute, I really thought. Uh, my my old um, standby, my favorite drug, nostalgia, had really let me down. I was like, "Oh, that it is a bitch." This first kill is really fucking. She a old bitch. She a old yeah. bitch. Old fickle, fickle bitch. But I gotta say, after I got past that first kill, and then I get to the second kill, mm -hmm. when he rips the dude's fucking skull through his fucking nose or eyes. And yeah, that is violent. That is violence. Yeah, it's it's so good. And then when he, uh, you know, immolates himself in the car, um, you know that yeah. you get good a little bit of that plastic face look. Yeah. Um, but for nineteen eighty two, I feel like the effect went bad. I mean, and for for a lot of it, they were doing the show less, you know, which is mm -hmm. a lot of times the way you need to go. And then, I mean, to end that. 
that kill rather uh on the plastic on the kind of latexy face like wasn't a great idea but i feel like you could have probably just shown a little blood on the regular actor and probably got away with what you were after um mm -hmm. but then follow that up with with tom atkins chasing the dude down the halls and then the emulation uh, pretty hot pretty hot and what a great setup like that sets this whole thing off to go you know let's go down the line see what what is going on um why why is this you know who 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 is sending these suited men to to kill random people in a hospital like what what is the story here it gives some intrigue and i'm i'm there for it what is what is the truth The robots. <laughs> yeah, robots. Who who would have guessed it was robots at that point? Um. Hmm. Now the song. I feel like we sh we probably should have started with the song just to get it out of the way because it's so prominent. And if we were following the lead of the movie, we would have done the song twenty fucking times by now yes, already. Yes. Um. And. I, I mean, I feel like a lot of people are in the boat that, God, this is fucking annoying. And I agree. And it's repeated about a hundred times too often in this movie. But it's such a big character in this movie, that song. Like, every time it starts to pop off, the bump, 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 you, you're like, oh, God. It's, it, it, it produces an emotion, at least in myself, where I'm like a dread develops or i'm like apparently it made ellie horny in the middle of the night well she's ready for round two when she hears the song i mean different strokes for different robots i guess yeah. but i i can't say the same i didn't tommy atkins it myself but have you tried like tonight we get done podcasting like just be like Fonda, I'm going to put you in the mood and then play this song and, bum, bum, and try bum, to get bum, busy. <laughs> I'm afraid of that, of that result. Um, tidbit, the, the singer of 10 more days till Halloween, Halloween, you know, silver shamrock was a director and writer. Um, Tommy Lee Wallace, Tommy Lee, which, uh, I guess we'll get into it now. Because I have a little bit of trivia for the first time. Sometimes I feel like I, I oh. miss out on the trivia, but sweet trivia time. All right, hit me. Hit me. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> I can't I can't not do it now. So the writing credit on this movie, in a lot of instances, and certainly when it was first released, is incorrect. Uh Wallace says that it was Nigel Neal who created Quatermass, a very big, uh, well, I shouldn't say very big, I don't know, but a big influence on modern horror authors like like Stephen King, like John Carpenter. He created this Quatermass character that was kind of this, maybe maybe even like pre-Doctor Who, Doctor Who? I'm uh, like in that vein, like this this character that is like, more knowledge over whatever this kind of weird problem is kind of, kind of thing. And side fact, uh, Carpenter wrote 
Prince of Darkness under the pseudonym of Martin Quatermass. Oh, there you have nice. It. Nice. But Nigel Neal, who created that character, wrote the initial script for Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Uh, but it wasn't quite up to John Carpenter's like liking. And so he rewrote mm -hmm. it. And then finally, okay. um, Tommy Lee Wallace finished it off and gave his pass on it. Um, I don't know if I, I believe from what I understand it was on that Carpenter rewrite. So he re rewrote that rewrite, which is what we got. So interesting. This got rewritten three times. Uh, and this is where we were, which I don't know, maybe explain some, some things about maybe some of our nit nitpicks, like, uh, to maybe, maybe too many cooks in the kitchen there. I don't know. That could, that could be, that could be, uh, I got a little trivia time for you, Chris, and my trivia time is actually trivia. So I asked you a question. I'm glad you didn't, by the way. Um, cause I never would have got it right. I'd have been like. Oh, I got questions. Yeah. If you. if I You're was close, up. I would have said quartermaster. Oh, you still have a question. Okay. Oh no, I no, thought no. you later, were just later on. Later on. Later on. Okay. Hit so me. I got a bump, 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 bump. <laughs> Chris, as of right now, how many days to Halloween? Don't Google it. Just take a rough guess. Two fifteen. You're not uh, greatly off. One hundred and eighty-seven days till Halloween, as of hey. taping. I'll take that. I'll take that miss. I, I okay. Okay. Good question. That great question. Actually, I'm I'm there for it. We just we are just past halfway to Halloween. Just past. So what? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, halfway half of a year is 182 days. 182.5, and we're 187 days to Halloween now. Or no, not just past. We're almost to. Halfway to Halloween. Which is a so. great a great uh, segue, Dave, because uh, one of the things I want to talk about is how I first watched this movie. Because um, I, I didn't rent it back in my old VHS rental days. Uh, for some reason, I just kind of... That was never... That just never happened. Um, did so, Michael Myers... Just, did Michael Myers not being in it have... An, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if uh, I even knew that? By, by, at that point or not. Okay. Um, but when I first watched it, uh, and a big thing for me still, uh, and I don't know that we've talked about it very much is AMC fear fest every year, uh, just a solid month of, of blocks of horror movies, which I mean, with streaming and everything and the internet, like, does it really matter? Not really. It really doesn't. But I, I like it just because it still exists. And I mean, 15, 20 years ago, to me, it was a, a pretty cool thing to, to have. And that is how I came across, or how, I wouldn't say came across, I knew of it by that point, but how I first watched it. But I never watched it start to finish. I would watch like 30 minutes here. Next year, I'd watch a different 30 minutes. And then next year, I'd maybe watch 15 minutes that interlapped with what I'd already seen. I don't know that I watched oh, wow. the whole movie until like, seven eight something years ago um but at fear fest that's how i first really became introduced to this movie and tom atkins and i wouldn't say introduced to tom atkins but tom atkins in this movie 
sex pot Tom Atkins. Um, but yeah, I mean, fucking Halloween. The only you, I mean, no streaming. Like you have wall to wall horror movies on a fucking channel. Like give it, get, inject it to me, and I still will turn it on. Uh, this day and age, just to, just in the background as I'm doing other shit, and it's just. Some weirdness, like a modern nostalgia, it feels I like. I can only um, imagine, Chris, the how strange this movie must have seemed to you watching 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there, like, uh, yeah. oh, like, got dudes in suits. Oh, uh, kids in with masks. Oh, robots. Very, oh, I think a as, lot of drunken sex. As fever uh, dream as you could imagine is probably about mm-hmm. where I was sitting until I finally watched it, and, and then... And then that still didn't really go away. <laughs> Did you well, rent this back in the day? Do you remember when you first watched it? I Ish. think my first watch was on TV, so I think I it was some of the um, sex might have been cut out because I I didn't remember. It's uh, not that great. I mean, the, it's not still. a lot of boob. Yeah, there certainly could have been better or more boob in it. I mean, you know, sorry, Ellie's Stacey. boobs are nice, I'm but sorry. she's. You got a whole section of her getting out of the shower. She could have booed. She could have some booty. Um, <laughs> but um, the only thing she packed was a makeup bag. Where does she get the lingerie at? Was does she just normally wear lingerie under her day clothes? I don't know. Hey, um, but I think it was just on to fight crime. So yeah, I think probably on TV, um, maybe. Possibly, I, I don't really remember for sure. Possibly, on like a USA app all night. Okay. Typically, that would have been more lower budget, more boobies movies. Um, but sometimes you would see something like this. This is so, like the, they're like blowing their wad. They're like, here's our big, here's our big movie. Oh of yeah. Month, Halloween. 30. Well, also, I mean, in eighty. 85, 86 to 89, like Season of the Witch was a failure, looked at as a failure in those. Right, right. At that time. So, um, yeah, it's a Halloween, but it's not like the cult. It's got its own cult following now, I feel like. It it really had to, like, work to build that. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. I I feel like there's even, like, some small niches that, that would say this is their favorite Halloween, which is. I w- I'm not saying that I'm in that camp, but I, we're, at, we're the, you know the day and age where you know those people can connect uh, in groups online and be like, "Wow, that's your favorite too," and then we can make fun of them together <laughs> from a distance, <laughs> from a great distance. Um, <clears throat> no, but I I understood, you know the the not having Michael was a big deal. I mean, even like, what would be the equivalent? Like having like the next terrifier, not having, um, art, the clown. It's like, Oh, we're, we don't want to go that direction. Like, I guess, I guess that kind of makes sense. Uh, when you try to put your modern brain into that, uh, and art, the clowns is the best I can do. That makes sense though. If you feel, that sensation of like, hey, he's not in the next one. You're like, what? What the fuck are you trying to sell me then? Yeah. I want to buy your shit. 
Let me buy your shit. Why won't you let me buy your shit? Is is this the original take my money? Yeah. Um I no, I I I, I really get it. And the, you know, they were smart enough um between uh old Johnny, uh Tommy Lee and um Uberak, uh who when which did he get involved with three or four was the first one? Or no, not three, uh four or five, but I think it was four. Who? It, that the uh, the uh Indian dude that bought into the franchise. Oh, uh Oh sure. But, uh, but anyway, I, I, you know, I, I, it, well. they were smart know. enough to reverse course and to um to go back to you know, hey, people liked Mike and they were disappointed we didn't have Mike. Let's right. let's count our losses with three and go back to Mike. Um so, but then I four. mean, he's back. He's in four. Even still, they ruined that idea with time. So, I mean, is I, it I, ruined or like worn out or you know? I mean, then, then you get into the thorn weird shit, which brings me to my next question, Dave. Yeah, for you. Uh, get your Devaverse mind uh, ready. <laughs> it's okay. technically two questions. One, Tom Atkins, Paul Rudd, and Corey, the outcasts, I would say, of the entire franchise of Halloween, beginning to end. Put them together, I say. What do we call that Halloween? I'll give you a moment. Um, let me give you some music. The, boom, 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 boom. The Corey boom, is the hard one in this because yeah. let, let's <laughs> let's call it like it is. Like Tom Atkins is Tommy Atkins, uh, apparently a sexual mm. Tyrannosaurus Rex, a dynamo. Um, Paul Rudd is the fucking ageless one. You know, he's right. He had his turn in Halloween, and now in the MCU, he. Barely looks like he has aged. Right. Um, Maybe Corey so, is the next. And and, and then you have Corey. So I would name that them, movie after a together. meatloaf song. And it'd oh. be two out of three ain't bad. God. Damn. That's a good answer. Woo. Dave. Can you? Is that that's a long for a title? Halloween two out of three ain't bad. Oh my um, god, I love. But it. that's also the the subtitle for the David Gordon Green Halloween series in general. What? No, 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 no. I have I have a whole autobiography. What is that's not an autobiography because I'm not David Gordon Green. A biography that I'm writing for David Gordon Green called I Tried. Quotes. Um. So. Uh, I'm that's just where I'm going with that. Um, but two out of three ain't bad. I feel like, yeah, because then even if Corey or Paul Rudd in the Halloween verse was your favorite, that gives you enough room to be like, well, they're not talking about my dude. 
Like, obviously. Obviously, okay. Tommy Atkin is a safe. But Rudd, Curse of Michael Myers, and then Halloween Ends? Corey, come on. Two out of three. That's a great title. Now, next. Next, Dave. Actually, I, I spoke. I spoke off a little, a little uh, prematurely. This is where the two questions go together, ish. Okay. Let me let me take a shot while you're um, take a shot. Uh, how while, do, while you're telling me the premise of the question. Okay. Here. Part one: How do we connect Halloween three season of the witch to the mainline franchise? And you can take that however you want to take that, like pre thorn bullshit post into the David Gordon hack ass Gordon, whatever. And two, and okay. probably most importantly, how do we connect Halloween three season of the witch to the Dave verse, which if you're oh, unfamiliar, yeah. we've not talked about it too much this season, but Dave has cultivated his own cinematic universe, which is very important and very amazing. And Dave, now that you've had a moment to ponder the the comedic and uh, avenues, all of which you, you could explore, uh, go. Okay. I think it all has to do with... Um, the teleportation that we see with the beam coming from Stonehenge and, and zapping Connell Cochran. Um, it is the way we combine universes. So Connell Cochran has set his plan in motion in this universe and moved to another universe, uh, the, the right. David Gordon Green overse. <laughs> and um, he's got his mess out there. Um, Michael Myers stops, um, kills the kids with the mess, so they they're not going to turn. That I don't. Do we ever hear the Silver Shamrock song in the DGGs? Um, I I don't think we do, but we do have another movie. Um. Adjacent to one that we have reviewed this season that involves horror and teleportation. And that's The Fly. And yes, Dr. Seth Brundle is a genius, but he's a starving genius. Somebody is paying for this experiment. And why couldn't it have been an alt universe Connell Cochran? Um, Maybe this one decided not to use his powers for evil. Um, oh, God. I'm going far afield here, Chris. Um, but he did. But he did. And his creation, uh, his child is part human part fly but if you were part human part fly um or if maybe your 
normal half-brother was born part human, part fly, and you maybe you would feel some kind of vengeance on mankind and want to use um, your powers to zap kids and make them all part insects and part human. Um, oh my God, Chris, you got me here, man. So I, I'm going to say there that I got to dig into this connection. I got to dig into this connection. Dude, you dug uh, into that. And the bet, like, it's all there. Not only. I, it's it's not quite into the Devaverse, because Fly hasn't been connected to the Devaverse yet. But um, I feel like we, we've certainly connected Cronenberg. We've had to. Have we not? We may have to do a whole special if we've not, because maybe you're right. Maybe we haven't. I feel like you could, I mean, as fast as you connected it to that, like you're going to connect shivers or rabbit or something super easy to chud. Or I'm, I'm, fuck, have I'm, to, I'm making it too easy. Like uh, I, I just repainted um, the office to my, uh, the colors of my Chicago Bears last year. And I'm going to have to take this giant wall next to me, paint it white, and just start a board tying these movies together. You look like the biggest conspiracy theorist ever. <clears throat> ever. Excuse me, hiccup, super hiccup. Um, I love it. I love it. You couldn't have, with, with the bugs, with the insects, it's, it's there. It's super there. I just had to be quiet and let you just... We're, we're getting close to go, you know, I'd let you go down that road. I'm, I'm missing something here, but I think we can, I think with a little bit of time to research that I can, I can, I, I propose can that next season we, we may just do a Dave verse special. I think it's time. Like, I think it's about time. Uh, and I, I literally will just be there to listen. I think it'll be I, super hot, hotter than Tommy Atkins in 1981. Is it cool or douchey if you're writing a script to just assume I'm going to write a script and find a way to tie this either into other scripts I might write in the future or it, you know, have a tie that you could easily put it into an existing? I don't think that's douchey I, I, at all. I'm not sure. It's your story. I mean, you're putting in the seeds, man. Like you're playing the garden. That's, that's yeah. Um, that said, I mean, any other things you want to talk about, uh, with Halloween three before we get to our overalls? Um, no, I, I, we've went harder on this have, movie than I really would have thought, but here we are. Yeah. I mean, how cool would it have been to be in an anthology? Um, I was thinking yeah. when you were talking about, as we wrap up here and some last minute things before we get to ratings that have flown through my head. Um, you were talking about like maybe the bug thing wasn't the thing for you. Right. What if the masks had hypnotized the kids and the kids just started murdering their family? I mean, that's, could have had I mean, something there. There's that. Um, I, so there, I like the, I like the death of stuff. the. I like the the potential killing of mass 
kids. I feel like I should probably edit that out because <laughs> it's that's very harsh. But <laughs> you're probably already on a watch list. Uh, yeah, but like no, it's super horrific, and I feel like that's where the real horror is to me, more than like what's coming out of their skulls, potentially. Like, and you know, as it ends. You know, he's like, stop it, stop it, you know, Tommy Atkins. And I think that's the biggest horror of the movie is like just the hopelessness of, is he saving these kids' lives? Are they going to stop it? Are they not stopping it? And all these kids are RIP? They stopped it on two channels, right? Like they stopped it on two channels. I mean, but uh, for the time being, maybe. There's a, so I, there are a lot of, um, Time zone questions with this, um, right? Right. Also, a shout out to uh, Kill Count, but uh, but dead meat. Something yeah. I have thought about previously, though. But I I can't not shout him out. You know what time zone is this occurring in? Yeah, it's very it's a very local thing. It would have to be. I mean, yeah. Are, uh, and the question, you know, an hour before the commercial airs, they're still making masks. At that point, like, why? Yeah, yeah, good point. That's that's actually a really good point. Well, I mean, they're not going to get all the kids in one go. But that's going to really hurt the Shamrock brand for next year. (laughs) That that might be like, how many years do you have to lay off before kids are like, okay, look, you melted my last set of kids, but... It's been ten years. I have new. I have a new set of kids. It says silver shamrock on it, and I know it killed a bunch of kids like ten years ago. I don't know if I should buy this for you. Okay, okay, you pulled my leg. I gotta put a but Harvey. I got a coupon. <laughs> let's hit an ad, and let's come back and let's get our uh, overall opinions before we get out of here for that week. We are back. It is time to rate Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. I'm going to go first since this was Dave's pick this week. For me, and I, uh, we've talked about positives and negatives all night. Um, but an- uh, this is another one for me, man, that we're on a weird stretch that I'm, I feel like I'm hitting in, in, a, in a certain range of, of, of movies. And this one, I'm giving a 6 out of 10. Um, and I don't, I don't hate this movie. I feel like I'm being in a weird way. I feel like I'm being slightly over, overly positive, but I don't, I don't understand my brain. Um, but this is, I mean, we got, we've had this range of movies that have been kind of, kind of in the middle. Mid, uh, mid for you. Yeah. And, uh, I'll say, I mean, people shit on this movie for reasons other than Michael not being there. And I mean, that's whatever to me. I don't, I could go one way or the other, but it does have boring moments to me and, and not in a a slow burn kind of a way, just flat boring. And some of the effects are kind of hit or miss. Um, And like, like we talked about the robots, the assassins and you know, my thing with the snakes and the bugs. But that said, there's still some cool shit in this movie, and it's got, even if you don't like it, like, top to bottom, it's got a vibe. This movie has its own vibe, which, more than, more than a solid story, 
I would rather watch a movie that is its own thing. You know what I mean? Like from top to bottom, you know, Halloween three is being Halloween three. And you know, whether it's Tom, it's Tommy Atkins laying the pipe, uh, whether it's snakes crawling out of, out of a kid's, (laughs) you know, I mean, it's, it, it has a feeling and Tom, Tommy Lee Wallace, I feel like really did a great job, even though this isn't my favorite Halloween movie. It's not my favorite horror movie. Uh, I feel like he did a really good job directing it. And because it has its own feeling and it's uniquely itself to me. Um, Mm -hmm. And Dave has died. Did you fall over? Uh, No, I'm still alive. I don't even know what. Did you spill your whiskey? What has happened? No, no. My glass, my bottle. My shot. Don't fucking know. Um, I might be being attacked. So my wife, uh, during last week's episode, came in here and was like, what was that crash? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I heard nothing. Uh, The crash was on your end this week, so... What's going on? I have no clue what it was. That was... That that sounded like a body hit the slab, dude. I, I... I honestly don't know what's going on. I'm sitting here just listening to you. Like I, I had, was it on my? I, I was you, is, right? That sounded your. Nothing end. is. I heard it, but nothing is on the floor that I can see. That's crazy. So, well, if <laughs> okay, there's that. So. <laughs> if you, I mean, are you ready to give your review, or do you feel like you need to look around I, the perimeter or something? I think I'm ready uh, in case I'm about to get murdered. I want right. to get my review. Your last rights, your last so. review. Uh, it's all you. It's all you, dude. So uh, we are uh, pretty typically um, tend to be about one rating point off uh we're a little bit more than that this time but not greatly i went 7.5 okay um that gives us an average rating of 6.75 man i'm dragging this bitch down so but that's that's okay you you like what you like and that's the good thing that's the message if we had a message is that you know not everybody (laughs) likes the same things and not everybody's scale is the same. Um, because I'm not hearing you you really shit on this movie. I'm definitely not shitting on this movie. There are some strange choices, and the robots is number one for me. We can agree like on I, that. That's sure. a it's a strange choice to me. But it it in a weird way for me. It kind of adds to the insanity of the movie. This oh this, yeah. I, I don't know that there's really anything. You you touched on it briefly. I don't think there's anything really like uh, Season of the Witch. Um, you have just so many disparate right. elements brought together. Um, all these ideas. It felt like there was a like let's put all these elements in. I I'm not familiar with. The um, um, dude you brought up, uh, quartermass is it quartermass? Um, excuse me. Um, I'm, 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 uh, Nigel Neal. 
Yeah. Who created uh, so, Quartermass. Yeah, and his character. Or, Quatermass. <clears throat> Quatermass. Um, I'm not familiar with him, but while you were talking about it, I, I did some side research. Um, I see the movie Quatermass uh, in the Pit, Quatermass uh, yeah. in the Pit, mini TV series, 5 million years from Earth. Um, Which were uh, apparently uh, big influences on Carpenter and Stephen King, uh, just to name those two. Well, and and some of the synopsis are like it's that blend of a mysterious, um, ancient relic beats modern science, and and so it's oh, right, not right. hard to see where the, you you hit that in Halloween three season the witch, and I like it. I I I like it. It's got something. There's something in that for me, and I and I like it. It feels very. It, it it's got a different personality, but in its bones, it's got a little bit of Event Horizon. Or Event Horizon is very much to me like, oh, we're we've we're on the verge of science, but then we're still talking about hell and demons and angels and this, and so right. it's that blending, I, and I really. I mean, those are things that really get me, and and messages that really get me, and so I right. I like that. Um, I'm going to absolutely watch something with Quatermass. I I don't know what it I is. I'm going to see what he's what is uh, maybe free to stream. Let's make that a season uh, season six thing because I've for kind of for years have been wanting to check out Quatermass. I even did a song a few years ago mistakenly thinking it was quarter mass uh that's i i have seen the name several times and yeah. i've always my dumb brain read it quarter mass yep so but if you ever uh folks if you ever go watch the uh or have seen prince of darkness carpenter's prince of darkness he wrote that as a pseudonym uh i forget the first name but it was it was quarter mass uh who you know this character he was a big fan of and it's 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 pretty cool. You'd have to feel pretty cool to be influenced by this this writer, and then have him write a, at least a draft of of one of the sequels to your movie. One of the sequels, like how how much would you feel you've made it if somebody you looked up to in this character was writing one of your sequels? Like that's crazy. That's crazy. Crazy as hell, man. It's crazy as hell, man. Um, but that said, uh, they're getting ready to turn the power off in the whorehouse, so we got a skedaddle. But coming up next week, Dave. Dave, tell him. Tell him what we're talking about. We got about. a little bit of uh, IRL horror, and it's it's very vague. So we're kind of going this vagueness, this meta, this you know outside influence thing this season with uh we had the mandela effect and now predictive programming is the illuminati controlling things are they sending us warnings or um through popular culture what is going on why does it seem like the simpsons know, know what's going on before anyone else does um and next week come back and you will find those answers and more, probably. Maybe. I don't know. Or if nothing else, 
we'll hang out together and talk about some spooky shit. I probably will talk less about Tom Atkins' dick next week. That is fair. I did uh, get probably. messaged by Tommy Atkins. Uh, it says, and I quote, stop calling me fucking Tommy and delete this episode. Uh, I'll do one of those. So we will meet you back here next week in the whorehouse for predictive programming. And until then, we will see you. Same cemetery, different grave. Let's go. Let's go. Language for bye. <laughs> <laughs>